0: Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we re-rank the 2023 rookie class, all of that with a very special guest, starting now.
1: You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind.
0: Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my faithful ghost, Nate. Not so professionally, Christian.
2: What's <laughs> up, Nate? It's flannel season, man. I yes. mean, pro- professor was fun before, but now it's flannel season. We're back to it. Got a haircut, cleaned up a little bit. Um, you know, it's 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 totally fall. I love this time of year. I love that we get to look back at this rookie class. Yeah, because yes. things have changed. We're going to look back
0: and, uh, you know, cause soon we'll be looking ahead and I will do that right now with our very special guest, Brandon Lejeune, everybody, you know, him, you've got to know Brandon. If you don't know Brandon, Brandon, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your
1: podcast before we get started. Uh, yeah, I, I, listen, as I said, pre-show, it's great to have, uh, have, you know, me on. We've been trying to get this for a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got a podcast too, Debbie to dynasty football podcast, um, approaching my 200th episode been doing it for a long time uh focusing on you know debbie primarily rookies you know getting i like focusing now on the 2024 class got a youtube channel just like you guys i spent a lot of time on debbie to dynasty football do scouting reports with my uh, partner my podcast partner jason Dirienzo, rienzo and he does a lot of work on my youtube channel as well you know we're doing all sorts of film reviews i do a bunch of highlight clips um, just like you, I'm I'm a fantasy football enthusiast doing this as a hobby and 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 just um, living the dream.
0: It's fun. It's a good time. So if you are unfamiliar with Brandon, go familiarize yourself right now. And let's talk about this 2023 class. So what we're doing, like I said before, is we are re-ranking this rookie class. Let's talk about the original ADP. OK, this is what we had going on. So ADPs 1 through 12 went as follows. Bijan John Robinson, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Dalton Kincaid, Zay Flowers, Will Levis, and Devon A. Chan. A. Chan it was A. Chan at the time, so we can say it here. <laughs> I don't know why Will Levis is all in caps here at 111, but there he is. So is. let's kick it back off. Let's re-rank everything. Nate, you and I can lump together. We took Bijan at the 101. The reasons now are the same as the reasons then.
2: Do we need to say anything else? Oh uh, well, I don't know if we need to say anything else, but we have we still have him number one. I still have him as the RB one um, in dynasty, but I don't think everyone here agrees, Mike. No, and Brandon, you have
0: somebody else at uh, the 101. So now is your chance to explain who and why.
1: Yeah. I saw, I went with Stroud. Number one, I think out of this class going into this class, I mean, we had three major players, quarterbacks, right? We're playing super flex. Um, I was not a Bryce young guy from the beginning. I'm, I'm still on record saying I think he's. I'm worried about his frame. I know he's a great mental processor. Anthony Richardson was a bit raw, and Stroud was kind of the guy that I think we all thought maybe could be the best quarterback in this class. I mean, some of us had him ranked one, two, or three, depending. Um, but so far, so good. I mean, as far as early predictions of who might be the best quarterback in this class, it, it could be Stroud. You play super flex here, which is what this is all about. Um, quarterbacks are king. I mean, you look at the quarterback landscape right now in the NFL, um, all the injuries all the backups I mean there's probably there's probably 12 teams that are happy with their starter um and you know and and I think Stroud could work his way into possibly you know QB1 territory over the next three years and playing in superflex. um the running back position to me is very uh volatile um yeah there's only three or four bell cows but we'll we'll talk about Bajan a little bit where you see I have him ranked and it's all very close um you know where I have my three running backs but super flex I'm gonna I'm gonna lean a quarterback here
0: Okay. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Well, Nate, you and I in agreement once again, I swear we did not fill this out together. We have CJ Stroud at number two. Um, I think Brandon pretty much touched on everything there. Unless, Nate, you have anything that you wanted to add to that?
2: I I love CJ Stroud. Love what he's been able to do um, with the Houston Texans. You know, we we didn't think that situation was going to be super great for Um, Stroud, you know, a lot of people going into the season, you know, comparing the Texans to the Panthers, I thought they were pretty comparable, maybe even advantage to Bryce Young, but, uh, we've seen quite the opposite so far this season. You know, Stroud's looked incredible over there, just tossing the ball around, um, you know, to different people. I I had him as my one, a one B, um, pre-draft with Bryce Young. So I'm excited to see him balling out.
0: Yeah, and I remember I told people to buy Nico Collins' one time and they laughed at me. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, Brandon, so you have somebody else at number two. Now, you're a Devy guy, so you've been watching this guy for years. Mm-hmm. So explain who and why at number two now.
1: Well, Puka Nakua, I don't think most people had him ranked, you know, inside their top six or seven or eight going into net last year. Um, so, but what he's done the first you know six seven weeks of the nfl season is is quite remarkable and i look back at all my teams all my winning teams and dynasty all have solid wide receivers better more than solid running backs. so i went with puka nakua number two he looks like the real deal um right now and and you know the catch he just made this past sunday on the sideline with the toe tap and stuff was just insane so he is just a sleeper. You'd love to see stories like this, but I'm going to lean wide receiver here versus running back. Um, you know, he, he looks like he potentially could be special, and I think he's in a good situation. Cooper Cup's not going to play forever. He could be the wide receiver one on the Rams for a decade. Um, so uh, I'm going to swing with Nakua here.
0: All right. And he's definitely putting the stats up there, too, over 700 yards um, so far as rookie and him and Cooper Cup can coexist. So let's move on to the third. And I have Jameer Gibbs. I'll go first a little bit. I still believe everybody was freaking out when David Montgomery was being a good NFL running back, which we knew he was Nate and I, we talked about this on a previous podcast. Nate thinks that, and I agree when David Montgomery comes back, if anything, Jameer Gibbs is going to be more efficient. Good running backs are hard to find. I loved him from the start. I still do. Nate, who do you have next?
2: Yeah, this is the first uh, tier that we have everyone, something different, you know, and this is where I have Puka Nakua. And I have Puka Nakua at third because I got Bijan at first because I think at the running back position, if you don't have one of the top three, four five guys, then it's just a, it's a wasteland. And you're just trying to figure out who's going to work for you that week. So for me to be able to solidify one of those top guys on my roster, that's really valuable to me. So give me Bijan moving forward. CJ Stroud kind of fits that same kind of category as a quarterback. Um, so that's why he's number two. Nakua, like Brandon said, you know, he's – done such an amazing job through the first seven weeks that it's it's hard not to have him ranked as a top 12 dynasty wide receiver moving forward he's done this without cooper cup he's done it with cooper cup so you can't use the oh well he has the you know cooper cup taking away the de- defense you know you can't use you know any of those excuses anymore he's just gone out there and produced and what he's done this to so far has been incredible so i can't move him any lower than three which you know a couple months ago you told me that i wouldn't have believed you so yeah. here we are it's it's been quite the story but you know i'm, I'm really excited to have puka naku in the couple of leagues i have him you know he's he's a stud
0: yeah and there's i threw him in a couple times as a starter just as a hope and a prayer and <laughs> it worked out well for me um so let's see brandon let's go to you and this is a guy who was a little bit maligned before the draft but mm-hmm. you know short of him getting hurt he was really productive before then your number three, Sue.
1: So. Yeah, it's uh, Devon A. Chain. I'm taking him over Bijan. And I think the NFL is changing. I think um, similar to the wide receiver room that we saw in the past, a lot of bigger guys, a lot of you know bigger boundary receivers, the NFL seems to be leaning towards smaller guys. And I think the same thing could potentially start to happen in the running back room where this game is, is creating more space. If we're looking for people, you know, players with good footwork, good space creation explosion. And I think he fits the bill. Um, what it, well, now it's a risk because he could potentially be risk averse to, you know, the injury because of his small frame, but it, you know, Texas A&M and it playing in the sec, man, he, the dude got the, the rock a lot and he was very durable in college so i'm not really going to worry about his him getting nicked up this year but i'll tell you what the landing spot's great i'm a believer of situation matters and i love the landing spot in miami it, it was where we all hoped we'd see a, a potential rb1 land and um i think out of you know the Gibbs the Chain and Bajan, I'm going to go with the with the guy the home run hitter who could take it the distance every time he touches the ball he's, he gets the ball thrown to him out of the backfield and I love the coach I love his um mm-hmm. his offensive system his creativity and I think he's in a situation where he is going to be wildly successful All
0: right yeah I love the coach on uh, Sunday night too Really right the hell yes. Of them, it.
1: yes, really good coach. Honestly, I,
0: I had the Eagles at 6-1 and one at this point in the season. I had them beating the Jets and losing to the Dolphins, so I got switched up a little bit.
1: Yeah, we're, we're loving life right now as Birds fans.
0: Well, I was at the Jets game. so That's awesome. Final result, <laughs> but it was still, uh, you know, the giant radiator that I was sitting in uh, had a good yeah. job otherwise. So, number four, I'm going with Puka Nakua. So, you know, he's the guy who wasn't on this list to begin with, but look, things change you have to pivot you guys hit everything for puka so i'm going to move on nate did you want to talk about your next guy at all
2: yeah i got uh devon h uh number four here um the production that he had before he went out with the injury obviously just astronomical production i mean i you can't argue like i brandon i can't argue the fact that you have him number one because with that home run hitting ability He's going to win you weeks. It's like that Tyreek Hill ability where he's going to give you weeks where it doesn't matter what the rest of your team does. He won the week for you, and he's got that kind of upside. I just worry about the overall consistency week to week moving forward. You know, like this past week, you know, Miami plays the Eagles, and the Eagles have a really good run defense, and, you know, they weren't able to run the ball at all in the first half. I think they had like negative seven yards on the run through the first half. So, I worry about the offense of the Miami Dolphins when they're not clicking. What does Devon Achan look like? We haven't seen it yet when the offense isn't clicking. I want to see what that looks like before I put him above Bijan, but with the production so far and with his home running ability, number 4 for me.
0: I will say this, Mike McDaniel does not give up on the run.
2: Even
0: no. though they, they were terrible in the first half, he was still coming out trying to still run his offense, and I have a lot of respect for that. It's what you're supposed to play ball. Brandon, who do you have next?
1: I'm taking Gibbs here. I'm going to take him over Bijan as well. I think this week is exactly the week that we were hoping to see Gibbs play in Detroit. I know Montgomery's out, but we were able to see him when he caught seven, eight, six, seven balls out of the backfield. Um, He was one of the, Best running back scores this past weekend. Um, got the ball in between the tackles, and I and I like the team. I like the landing spot. I like the the direction that whole, that whole organization is going. Um, and I had Bajon and Gibbs really close coming in. I know Bajan is this overly, you know, this worldly talent, a once in a lifetime player um, in everyone's eyes. But again, I'm going to leaning to the player. I know Bajan's explosive, but I think Gibbs brings you again that PPR ability and a Swiss Army knife type back out of the backfield. Who can be used in multiple ways in, in the formations?
0: All right. So moving on, I have a-, a Chan here, and you know he was a guy. He got he got everything we wanted. He got the capital. He got the landing spot. And yet, some people kind of soured on him. And look, we see that two backs can coexist: Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Alvin Kamara, um, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram. I'm blanking on who the Saints drafted.
2: Kendre Miller. Miller.
0: He will be coexisting there at one time, maybe with Jamal Williams, but HN could do it, um, but he's going to be back soon. Most is 31. So if this is yeah. going to be a quicker path to relevancy um, than a guy like Gibbs because Montgomery's younger. But um, Nate, who do you have next?
2: Yep. At five, I got Gibbs, um, you know, for all the points mentioned before, you know, we talked about it on one of the previous podcasts this week, you know, I love Gibbs talent. I love the efficiency. I think the efficiency is going to go up even with David Montgomery coming back. You know, you can see the NFL starting to slow down for Gibbs. He's starting to, you know, with that first week we saw Gibbs, you know, he had that on the right tackle, he was going out towards the corner, decided to cut it back, lost his footing. You know, that's because the NFL was moving fast for him the first week. This at this point, starting to slow down for him, he's hitting those holes. He's hit he's not hesitating and with that is going to come great success. Very happy having him at five. Can't put him over H han or Bijan myself just yet because of David Montgomery being there. But I love the talent and the and still the situation for Jameer Gibbs.
0: Brandon, it's time.
1: Yeah. So I'm there taking Bajan go. here. You know, I, 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 agree with Nate, um, who, one of his comments earlier in the show, um, just mentioned that, you know, if you don't have one of the top guys in a running back position, you're, you're kind of always chasing your tail, right? Cause all the other, you know, there's a teardrop and then there's 20 guys that could all, um, you know, provide a good week and not. So yeah, we're going to go with Bajan here. I mean, Pukenikua, I think we all have the same top five. We do people right i'm yep. looking at this right right we're so, all the
2: same top five just slightly different yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just
1: just different slightly you know all it's hopeful, close. all hopeful potential studs and mm-hmm. consistent starters on our dynasty team so however you have them ranked as your own personal preference but you know we're all hopeful that they all you know this is where it should start to get a little fun
2: yeah i think we're looking at this top five you know we've all mentioned the three running backs we've all mentioned puka nakua and we've all mentioned cj stroud I think we can look at all five of those guys as top 12 assets at their position right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it really makes these studs, you know, rookie season already seven games in, and we're really excited about these five guys.
0: The 23 class turned out to be a very interesting class, but uh, looking back on it, you know, and it was a class too that showed these, these late to the mid to late round picks. They, they matter. Because that's yeah. where you were drafting guys like Puka Nakua, and even last year, you know, you had guys like Tyler Algier, who was late round pick, and he ended up being very relevant. And whenever Kyron Williams was drafted, was that last year? Kyron yeah. Williams. Okay. So Kyron Williams, he was late round pick too. So all guys that ended up being relevant. So let's go to the six hole now. I went with Bryce Young here. Bryce Young is going to be the guy in Carolina. You know, I don't think they're giving up on him anytime soon. Brandon, I understand your concerns about uh, the frame. I get it. Um, But I like his arm talent. I do like his mental processing. So hopefully they keep giving him some playmakers that aren't in their mid thirties or early thirties, like Adam Thielen, although wide receiver seven on the season, this is come this just so you know, this is recorded before week eight. So Adam Thielen might not be wide receiver seven anymore. As of this recording, Adam Thielen is wide receiver seven. Don't come at me. (laughs) Nate, Nate, you're, you're really pulling at my heartstrings with this next one.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I talked about how we all had the same top five because they're all top 12 at their position. Not here's anymore. Another, here's another guy who's top 12 at their position Sam yeah. Laporta. He's already very well a uh, top 12 tight end, probably already, a, you know, easily a top five. You know, at one point, I believe, won't keep trade cut. He was a tight end, the tight end one in Dynasty. But Sam Laporta, you know, he's already had the production so early, and we don't see that at the tight end position. Um, not, not this early, not this quick. He's being peppered with targets. He's a main point focal point of that detroit lions offense you know he's really filled the tj hawkinson role uh quite well and as a rookie as a guy that i think we all liked coming out of college brand i don't know how you felt about sam laporta but we were pretty big on laporta over here you know Iowa just puts out good tight ends and it's, it's pretty, pretty standard cool. at this point so um having sam laporta i think he just gives you such an advantage because you know talking about the running back position where you don't have one of the top three four or five guys then it's a wasteland same thing with tight end and to be able to get A guy who fits that bill in his rookie year, I mean, it's just like easy money, you know, because he's already got the production too. So I think having Sam Laporta in my top six, you know, rounding it out, you know, is just really important for me because I like having a good tight end. I don't like to have to worry about the tight end position. I love having a stud tight end in my lineup. Yeah. Brandon, who do
0: you have here
2: next?
1: I went with Jordan Addison here. I went back to the wide receiver room. Um you know he was one of my top receivers coming into the class. Great landing spot. Um, you know we saw without Jefferson last night uh, what he could potentially do, and I think again I'm going to lean in the wide receiver room uh, here. And if this was a tight end premium, I think league, which are a lot of Debbie leagues that I play in in Superflex, um, probably I'd love the Laporta pick. Nate I think it's mm. you're right on with that He's not too far behind on my list either but I'm gonna go with Jordan Addison here like the landing spot And you know yeah he fits that mold of What the NFL is looking for you know that six foot 195 190 pound Receiver you know who just creates space For himself and gets open yeah Love Jordan Addison
0: yeah me too um, So hang tight with us Everybody we're gonna take a moment and hear a Quick word from our sponsors Before history Is written All right, welcome back everyone. Let's get back into it. We are now on pick number 7. So this is where I have Anthony Richardson and I am starting to get a little bit concerned um with these injuries. You know, he's out for the season now. He's got the shoulder issue and I believe he I know I'm saying injuries, but I should know it was a concussion. He missed the game for, correct? Yeah. There we go. See, I do know. Um I'm a little bit concerned but that being said, I do still believe in the talent, albeit very raw. I do not think he is the next Trey Lance. I think he is better than Trey Lance. He's dual threat. He's going to get you points through the air on the ground. Got him at seven. Nate, surprised you don't have your guy higher here. To be honest with you.
2: Yeah. Well, before we get to my guy, Mike, how about you review your, your top six? That's well, that way we know where the top six was for each of, of
0: us. Of course. Yeah, we'll review mine. I got Bijan, C.J. Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, Puka Nakua, Devon Achane, and Bryce Young.
2: All right, so my top six, years? yep, Bijan, Stroud, Puka Nakua, Devon, H. Hand, Jameer Gibbs, and Sam Laporta rounding at my top six, and now with seven, I got Zay Flowers. Um, you know, this was a tough choice, to be honest. Uh, Brandon, I really like Jordan Addison as well, um, so it was kind of a toss-up between him and Zay Flowers. But what was the tiebreaker for me was Zay Flowers. has He is the wide receiver one for that offense. And while Mark Andrews is there in this probably more so that the number one target um, you know, Jordan Addison has Justin Jefferson across from has TJ Hawkinson there. They do have a very pass heavy offense, but Zay flowers, his ability just to create yards, his ability to just get targets, manufacture touches, even if they happen, it's still fantasy points for us. We love it. So Zay flowers, what he's done so far in his career, seven career games over 50 scrimmage yards. The only other wide receiver to have 50 plus scrimmage yards in their first seven games is Jamar chase. Interesting. I checked Puka Nakua did not do it. He had one week where he was under 50 yards (laughs) because I was like, there's no way Puka Nakua is not on this list too, but he had one game. He had less than 50 yards. So Zay flowers joining them very, you know, just him and Jamar chase up there. So nice. All right.
0: Brandon, you want to read your top six off?
1: Sure. I took Stroud, uh, Devon, a Chan, uh, gibbs Bajan robinson and jordan addison and with my seventh pick uh, i'm right with you nate i'm taking flowers too great situation Uh, we're all waiting uh after a few swings and misses for baltimore to finally find their wide receiver one and and i think uh, they finally did it last year um for all the same reasons good size space creator explosive can win all over the field vertical short great yak ability um you got to love flowers. I'm right there with you. Number seven. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's move on to our next one. And now I know you guys are all thinking this is late for Mike, but now I finally have the tight end Sam Laporta. And, you know, we all thought it was going to be Michael Mayer out of this class. And look, he still has time. Tight ends usually take longer. We also got Schoenmacher. We got Musgrave. There's a lot of guys from this class that I like Sam Laporta. What's that? You didn't
2: mention Kincaid.
0: Dalton Kincaid. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Dalton Kincaid, of course. Um, um, But the fact of the matter is Sam Laporta is the best tight end in this class right now. And I think in five years from now, he could still be the best tight end in this class. So I got him at number eight. Nate, who do you have next?
2: Yep. This is where I got Jordan Addison, who, you know, for much of the off season was my one B with JSN uh, as a prospect. So I've, I've been a huge fan of Jordan Addison this entire time. Very excited to see him land with the Vikings. You know, I, I talked about this off season, Jordan Addison was set up for success because he was going to go to a playoff team. He was always projected to be like a, you know, the 20, 21, 22 pick going to go to a playoff team needs a wide receiver too. great role for him. We've seen him succeed in that role. With J.J. out, he's succeeding as the wide receiver one already in a pass-heavy offense. His production the rest of the season should be pretty great. It's pretty easy to slot him in here at uh, the eighth position. All right, and Brandon, how about yourself?
1: I'm going with uh, Laporta as well. So I'm going to tap into the tight end room for really all the reasons that you both have already explained. A great situation and getting a ton of targets in Detroit. So what's not to like? Yeah, Yeah, he looks
0: good. He He looks really good. So
1: he's athletic, he, you know, that's what you want yes. for tight ends. You want yeah. guys that not can just catch the ball, but what can they do with the ball in their hands afterward?
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, let's move on to the nine spot. And now I have Zay Flowers. I mean, look, appears the Ravens have broken their first round curse. Um, was Rashad Bateman a first round pick? Need I? I don't remember if he was. Okay, couldn't remember if he was a first or second round pick or anybody. Everybody, Zay Flowers looks good. I thought there was going to be more competition for targets. I thought Rashad Bateman was going to be resurgent. Odell Beckham Jr. has been injured for the most part. Nelson Aguilar is doing Nelson Aguilar things. So it's been Zay. It's been Mark Andrews. And I think we could realistically say this could be a thing for the next five or six years, honestly, between these two guys. So um, Zay Flowers at the nine spot. Nate, who do you
2: have? Yeah, this is where I have Anthony Richardson. Um, even with the injury, you know the production that we saw from Anthony Richardson – it doesn't take a lot to be a top quarterback in fantasy football. If you run the ball, that's, that's really what it boils down to. I don't think Anthony Richardson is the greatest quarterback. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he's a little raw, but just because he is able to do so much on the ground already, he's, he's ending weeks, you know, as a top quarterback. So, Unfortunately, he's going to miss the rest of the season. But when you have a guy like that and they're putting offensive talent around him, you know, they signed Jonathan Taylor to a contract extension. The guy we will mention probably a little bit later, Josh Downs looked really, really good. Michael Pittman, of course. So they got a lot of, they got some offensive talent around there to surround Anthony Richardson. I like the head coach, I like the offensive scheme. Injury is not going to, you know, bum me out too much. So I have Anthony Richardson here at nine. All right. So, Brandon, who do you I'm
1: the, I've got Dalton Kincaid here. Um, That's- For the, you know, again, I had Kincaid and Laporta pretty high up in the ranks in the tight end position and Kincaid I had a little bit higher in my ranks. Um, but I, st- I think he's in a great situation in Buffalo, and, mm-hmm. and as Nate said earlier, or I think, Mike, maybe you had said it, I think sometimes we're very impatient with um sure. a lot of these positions. We've been spoiled for the last two or three years. The three-year wide receiver rule doesn't apply anymore. Yeah. The three-year tight end rule doesn't apply anymore, but I, again, I think in kate is a special talent. I mean, that kid's ball skills at Utah was just unreal, and I like his landing spot, so I'm going to go with him here. You know, I will say this.
0: The funny thing, too, if you look at the difference between Sam Laporta and uh, Dalton Kincaid, a lot of these players come in, and, and I get what they call bumps. Like players get drafted by Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia. They get a bump. And it might not always rightfully be deserved. And this is not a knock on Dalton Kincaid at all. But Dalton Kincaid, so far, he's got 25 catches, 193 yards, no touchdowns, whereas Sam LaPorta, 35 catches, 377 yards, three touchdowns. And a lot of it is people just don't like Jared Goff for whatever reason. Jared Goff is a more than competent. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. catch, spit me. Um, Jared Goff is a mm-hmm. more than competent, both NFL and fantasy quarterback. So sometimes we really have to be careful. When these players go to "quote unquote" good situations, Kansas City, of course, you know everyone was going crazy over Rasheed Rice, and Justin Ross went there, and Sky Moore, yeah, Sky Moore. Sky Moore. And it, it's just, I get it, but you have to temper temporarily- Darwin Thompson. Dar- oh, please! I wasted many a second round draft picks on Darwin Thompson back in the day. <laughs> I think oh, that's still- rough. I think he's still in the league. So is he really? I- I hope, I hope not. So let's move to the 10 spot. Now I have Jordan Addison, and I'm not saying that he's bad because I have him at the 10 spot. I just really like a lot of these other players as well. I think Jordan Addison is going to be more than a competent wide receiver for a long time in the NFL, and we've seen the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins can sustain more than one wide receiver at a time. Nate, who do you have
2: at the 10 spot? Yep. At 10, I got Bryce Young. Um, You know, the quarterback position, the value is there, especially in super flex. So I can't really have Bryce Young, not in my top 12. And I was a big Bryce Young fan coming out of college. You know, I know he's got the smaller frame, but um, his ability to read the field and anticipate throws has been really impressive. And we started to saw, we started to see it uh, just this past, past week or two, you know, he's been able to hit those tight windows, have those anticipatory throws. He just really needs some help at the wide receiver position outside of Adam Thielen. He's got no one out there getting open, no one creating separation. He's going to need that kind of help before he can take the next step. So that's why I have him a little bit lower. But I still love the talent, and I think we've seen enough from him that I'm still excited about him.
0: I was told that uh, it was going to be a Terrace Marshall breakout season. That
2: would have been a lot of fun.
0: Hmm. I did see that a little news blurb that they gave him permission to seek a
2: trade. Yeah, it's kind of like Denzel Mims seeking a trade. Isn't he with the the Steelers
0: now, Denzel
2: Mims? Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, was gonna, I was just going to say the same thing, Nate. Does it really matter where he? Does it really matter what team is <laughs> with?
0: Look, after um, Adam Thielen at five hundred nine receiving yards, their best wide receiver is DJ Chark.
2: Yeah, we'll oh. see if Mingo maybe has a little uh, post buy bump. Yeah, we'll see.
0: So, Brandon, let's move on to you. Who do you have next? That's-
1: I got Anthony Richardson. It's a super okay. flex. I think he was my QB two behind uh, Stroud coming in. Um, uh, one of you guys mentioned too. Uh, love the coach, former Eagles coach. I think he's a he's a QB coach. Um, love that the fact that he's got a running game, and we're going to be talking about one of his wide receivers. Here, I've got ranked two uh, two spots down. So, uh, I think he's in a great spot, and he's obviously got the athleticism. He's got the running ability, um, just needs to, I think, play a little smarter when he comes back and realize that he's not Superman and yeah. take on He took a lot of unnecessary hits um, learning the game, and I think he'll come back a lot smarter next year.
0: Well, it's funny you say that, Brandon, because, you know, Superman, Cam Newton did that a lot, and he drew a lot of Cam Newton comps in the run-up to the draft, and we're seeing that now. As athletic as you are, you have to take care of your body you mm-hmm. really do. Um, so going into the 11th spot, this is a rarity. We all have the same pick. Yeah, all only it's
2: consensus. How about that?
0: Only one. And that is Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jig Wilson. Nate, I'm just going to kick it over to you. I'm going to let you two guys hold it down here. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I love JSN. Always have. But... You know, DK Metcalf is there. Tyler Lockett is there. Geno Smith has not been as efficient this year as he was last year. Oh, I, know. I still think JSN is going to be a great wide receiver. I, you know, I don't have you know, strong doubts that that's going to happen at some point. But at this point, it, it's not happened yet. There is you know production ahead of him. And I don't think we're in an offensive scheme that is going to be pass heavy enough to allow for JSN to give us top production until there is some movement there in the wide receiver room. And I think we'll get there eventually. But at this point, you know, with the production not being there, he had, did have better production uh, in week seven. We'll see about week eight. Maybe he'll get there. The breakouts maybe starting to happen. Um, the buy window is definitely starting to close. So if, if you're looking to pick up JSN at value, it's now. But uh, rest of season, we'll see how high he can climb. I'm a little curious because I don't know if the Seattle Seahawks offense is going to be quite as productive as it was last year.
1: Brandon, any thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I I think his value is really going to hinge on Tyler Lockett when he leaves, because I think Tyler Lockett is a fan favorite. I think he's a coach favorite, and he's been fantastic for a long time. And I don't know what his contract situation is, but I would assume that DK Metcalf is a lot younger. I'm assuming he is. I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, Lockett is—is is he yeah. over 30 yet? Is he 30 plus? I, I think
2: he's—he's he's either 30 or
1: 31. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and I don't know what his contract status is, but I would assume that they will not resign him when that turns up. And I think that's when JSN's real value is going to be. Um, but right now, you're drafting the talent here because yep. he is super talented um, and showed us at Ohio State for three years. So um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's 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 interesting that we all have him here and rightfully so.
0: So Tyler Lockett is
1: thirty-one.
0: Technically, he is a free agent in twenty twenty-six. However, he has no guaranteed salary for next season, and if they cut him pre June first, they're saving nineteen point seven nine million dollars. A lot Ooh. of reasons. So a lot of reasons to cut. him. A lot a of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but his base and his base salary next year is fifteen point three million. So mm. you know what I mean. Like,
1: they may have drafted JSN not thinking they're, they're going to re-sign him. Yeah, and, there might be a plan there. Yeah, I think yep. that might be a plan. For Smart sure. Plan. Yeah. And
0: if he if he just does what Tyler Lockett did, Tyler Lockett's had a, a lot of really productive seasons.
1: He sure I has.
0: Not be complaining about that. Let's wrap it up with uh, the number 12 pick. And I have Dalton Kincaid here. Um, Dawson Knox, unfortunately, going on IR. He's going to have wrist surgery. Is that what I saw? Hand surgery? I believe so. He's having some sort of surgery, Mm -hmm. so Dalton Kincaid's going to be the guy. And look, Josh Allen getting a lot. Gabe Davis is looking good this year. Stephon Diggs. I knew Stephon Diggs was going to look good as well. Um, But I like Dalton Kincaid, even though he's not my tight end one. I still have high hopes for him in the future. Nate, looks like you agree having him here at the 12th spot as well.
2: Yeah, Dalton Kincaid, you know, recently with Dawson Knox out, the volume has really gone up. I believe he had eight targets last game. The thing with Dalton Kincaid that – keeps him down at 12 for me at this point is in this offense, he's being used very close to the line of scrimmage. Um, he's, he's not getting down the field at all. And it, that might just be because he's young tight end and they don't want to put their young tight end down the field. But I don't think that's the way they're going to use him. He's going to be a slot receiver more so. He's going to be using that zero to 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. I love that volume-wise, especially in tight end premium leagues, if you're getting these extra points per reception, you're going to be making a lot of points with Dalton Kincaid, tied to a great quarterback. I want to see if they can use him down the field, but until then, he should still have enough volume to you know be starting on your team the rest of the season.
0: All right, so Brandon, you're going to finish it off for us, and you got a guy that nobody else has on their list. That doesn't mean we don't like him, but who do you got?
1: I have Josh Downs. Um, really emerged at the you know this past weekend. Um, he's been productive so far, and I think this is the guy that could be the T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. That's going to be that deep threat. And when, when Richardson gets back, I think Downs is going to be that guy that is going to absolutely explode. I can see in two or three years, Downs being the number one receiver, being that T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Um, I like he was a top five, six uh, wide receiver for me coming in. And um, and that this is the kind of player that the NFL um, it just covets these smaller, twitchy you know, yeah. explosive pieces, you can, you know, just create space all over the field. So, which is interesting because next year's draft class, you know, we got a bunch of uh, tall, thick 210 plus pounders. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Um, but yeah, Josh Downs is going to round it out. Number 12 for me.
2: Yeah. I, 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 really struggled not having Josh Downs on this list to be quite honest. Cause I really wanted to put him on here. Um, I have him at, at 13. He's my honorable mention. I uh, just what he's, he's done in the past couple weeks has been really impressive and quietly even before the last couple weeks was already you know a top five wide receiver in just about every single category so um exciting to see him break out right now
0: yep honorable mention uh Quentin johnston and will levis bumped off
2: <laughs> hey i i was going through our rankings pre-draft at the dynasty rewind and across the board our consensus rankings we had josh downs over Quentin johnston just want to say
0: oh okay well there you go looks like we're not uh not as dumb as some people think that we are. So uh, Brandon, thank you very much for coming on and re-ranking these rookies. And no what, what do you guys got going on over there? Any, any projects that you could talk about or you guys doing anything, just getting ready for the next draft. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you got going on.
1: Yeah. Well, I have a product called the the W to dynasty dashboard. It's like a big database of Debbie uh, players and ranked by class. And right now my main focus is getting ready for the 2024 uh, rookie class um so that that's i feel like we're at the start of that season so i'm going to be putting scouting reports together all 22 film cut-ups with uh you know scouting reports and and you know scouting films of of all the 2024 draft class so uh, that might that's where my main focus is right now
0: all right perfect so check out brandon's podcast and everything that he does so brandon thank you again for coming on and hanging out with us and for until next time everybody for brandon nate i'm your host michael bauer we'll see you next time September is here, and I want to take a second to talk about self-care. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% off plus free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right to summer with Manscaped. For the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with their brand new Beard Heads Trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lengths, this device is the perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about their signature performance package 4.0? Included in this Ultimate Grooming Bundle is the star of the show, Lawnmower 4.0. Equipped with skin-safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts in all your sensitive areas. Also included is their crop preserver, groin deodorant, and crop reviver groin spray. I can tell you from experience, this has taken my confidence in the bedroom to a whole new level. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in your life? Look no further than Manscaped Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I'll never go back to cotton boxer breeks after wearing these. So once again, Manscaped supports the Dynasty Rewind so much, they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code DynastyRewind. Feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with Manscaped. Until next time, everybody. For my faithful co hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.